0: Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the Edit
1: Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Ko. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical
0: ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection.
1: And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there.
0: Good morning, Asha. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Well, today's episode, maybe this is not surprising, given that we have been home so very much. But, Asha, did you know that our home organization episodes are among our most popular? You know, this doesn't surprise me. Yeah.
1: Uh, Given the last year. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But there there are actual data. Uh, Episode 205, Pandemic Decluttering and Styling with our friend Paige Lewin was our most downloaded episode of 2020. That was kind of crazy to realize last year Mm -hmm. or this year. And episode 221, we talked about home optimization for pandemic living. This was like bigger transformations, such as turning garage into living space and workout floors and basements and all that stuff. And those clearly resonated with people. We're all at home. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to talk about this topic in a little bit different take today is because during my recent, well, by the time this airs, it'll be a couple of weeks ago, but during my recent vacation week, I tackled some small doable, but ridiculously satisfying home edits. And so I thought it would be good to talk about to hopefully get people's wheels turning regarding how to make their home lives better because mm-hmm. we still really are largely at home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's
1: such a transition time and home organizing is such a moving target. I mean, it just feels like, you know, one's time availability, one's energy, and then what is actually happening in the house, who's home, what needs to happen in the house. I mean, it's amazing how many variables are changing all the time, especially Mm -hmm. right now. And I, I know for me, too, there's like something a little deeper, which is that I feel like my relationship with my home has changed, like how I feel about my home. Mm -hmm. You know, there are moments when I'm just like, get me out of here. But honestly, the bigger feeling that I have now is I feel very (laughs) attached to my home and grateful. And Mm -hmm. so I actually strangely feel more motivated to do home things than I used to.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the other reason related to all this for why I felt like we should talk about this today is that notably many of the things that I want to talk about it's all stuff i put off for a long time like years like ever since we moved in you know 12 years ago or whenever we moved into where we live now and so it's funny cuz even though small actions are like my living and breathing mantra i ha- was repeatedly blown away by how 10 minutes of attention to something solved a problem that was aggravating me for years isn't mm-hmm. that so crazy
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's it is um because you're right. I mean, we talk about this all the time. You live it. And I i mean, I like to think that I live it, but you really live it. And I think it's so interesting that we need to remind ourselves all the time to keep putting these simple concept in, concepts into practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had the same experience. So like fixing a seemingly tiny problem, but then it had this huge impact. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that you know, I'm now walking around my home. It's this perfectly serene and efficient haven because it's not. And the fact is that even now as things are beginning to open up and vaccinations are happening and stuff like that, I still have deep periods of, you know, like my energy flags and I just don't feel that, you know, push. But every time I could find one of these tiny little edits to make that doesn't take a ton of energy in the end. It's just, it like sort of starts the wheels turning and um, it's a great way to sort of gently get yourself back on, you know, a feeling of normalcy. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I'm, I'm really glad we're talking about this. These are tiny little things that we're talking about.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm going to just jump in and it's funny. This is one of the first things. Well, not one of the first, but probably early on in the pandemic was a solution I hit on. So, I don't know what the deal is. I'm not super short. And it's funny to say that to you because I know you are shorter than I am, but I, I am feel super like, short. <laughs> I, am. I think I'm I, I believe I'm five, four and a quarter at last read. That quarter is very important. And yet I cannot reach anything in my kitchen. And so so one of the things that was just bugging me or just unsolved since moving into our home was our spice organization system. We have our spices Our kitchen is small. It's not particularly well laid out. The cabinets reach to the ceiling and thereby I cannot reach most of them. But anyway, our spices lived in this kind of small vertical cabinet with three or four shelves, sort of lodged into a corner. (laughs) And so anytime I needed to get something, I needed to get a step stool. And then I had to like take everything out in order to find the thing I needed. And it drove me absolutely bonkers. And so early on, I, I did something super simple. Uh, one, I took, well, I took everything out. All of this didn't take that long. I found two cardboard boxes that could fit in those shelves. And one of them I labeled baking and the other I labeled savory. And then I just divided the spices up that we didn't use as often into those two things. And I lowered one of the shelves so I could actually reach it. <laughs> and then um, just reorganized it so that on the very bottom shelf, Right within easy reach, where the stuff are the things that we use all the time, like cinnamon, vanilla, whatever. And then on the two shelves above were these two pull out boxes for baking and savory. And it was okay. a little, right? Yeah. It so was a simple. little simple. So simple. And it actually has changed my life moving through the pandemic because <laughs> now it is really easy to access these things and I don't need a step stool every time.
1: I I I love this story because it involves a lot of detail and I can totally imagine how I know what it's like to scrabble around with your spices and then knock them down and they're above your head and the whole thing. And now that you just grab a box and you pull it down, that's so great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to be the person who has transfers all their spices into jars that match, but we don't even have room for the jars that match like anywhere on a mm. counter. So, so ah, this, the, the reusable yeah. Cardboard crappy box, love it. Spices
1: come in perfectly good jars. The whole idea of transferring spices out of jars into other jars to me that that does not compute. (laughs) (laughs) What I will say is those cardboard boxes. You know, I I think all of us have um, you know like um, Tupperware, Rubbermaid type you know plastic Uh food bin type things sitting around that are unmatched and don't have tops or you know whatever. There's something wrong with them. Those are also really great for what you just did with your cardboard boxes. I have a few of those sitting around, and that's a really great use for Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, thank you for telling us your spice story. I love it. (laughs) Um, Okay, my first tiny edit is to buy duplicates of small, easily misplaced things. Things like keys or your tape measure or your favorite pen. You know, the kind of thing where it's just handy if it's in one room and another room. Like for me, actually, it's the tape measure. Also, the house key—that's actually handy too. But um, I'm always looking for a tape measure. You know, when they when you just have to like measure the length of the windowsill or something dumb like that. I have to go searching around the house for the tape measure, and I can never find it. So I finally bought another very inexpensive tape measure. I labeled it with painter's tape that said keep in kitchen drawer and now there's always a tape measure there and I don't have to go looking around for it. And I'm telling you it has changed my life and I feel so good about myself. So just think about it. Any, anything in your house that could be duplicated inexpensively and then stashed wherever it is you use it. Think about doing that.
0: Yes. The high frequency use areas. That's really important. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have a lot more of these little small Super satisfying home edits to talk about. And we'll do that after a quick break. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Well, hey there, Busy Mama.
0: Hello, friends. We are back and we're talking about small, super satisfying home edits. I just am loving this. (laughs) I'm going to continue my time in the kitchen because, goodness gracious, I spend so much time there. So, on vacation, Asha, I, okay, among the various ways the kitchen does not work for me (laughs) or does not work for anybody is uh, we have like two corner cabinets, you know, that classic thing where they're super deep because Mm -hmm. they're in a corner. But one of them is really difficult to access because it is wedged next to the refrigerator and the refrigerator juts out. So you have to kind of like contort yourself to get into it It is ridiculous. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, over my break, I just quickly reorganized these two corner kitchen cabinets. One of them is easy to access. So I put all of the stuff that I use often, like food storage containers and wraps, measuring cups, loaf tins, baking sheets in the hand mixer in that easy-to-reach cabinet, and then I moved all of the lesser-used stuff, like my fancier baking supplies, into the difficult-to-reach one. And now I'm not aggravated every day. (laughs) I can't believe it took me 12 years to do this. What is wrong with me?
1: (laughs) There's nothing wrong with you. But, Christine, we all know your fancy baking supplies are not lesser-used. Come
0: on now. They, They kind of are. Some of them are, like pie weights. What else is in there? I mean, also, r- fancy rolling pins. I'm like, uh, you're going to say something and I'm not going to be able to identify what it is. pans, because- angel okay, food cake tire. pans, etc. <laughs>
1: okay, fine. I
0: guess you're not making angel 20 food inch cakes cake every day. 20-inch cake pans? I mean, they're pretty big.
1: <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I'm laughing because it's actually even satisfying to hear you tell me these things, I even should take though a picture.
0: Yeah. And send I, it I to don't you. Know why,
1: why am I having so much fun picturing these, these weird cabinets that you're talking about, but somehow it's fun to hear these stories because I know that feeling of satisfaction when you're just like, Oh, finally, I could just grab the loaf pan. Yeah. I have a, I have a cabinet above my refrigerator because I am just for the record, I am five foot one inch. <laughs> I am short. Adorably and so I always, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, it's great on airplanes. Let me tell you, I, <laughs> I never have a legroom problem. Anyway, I have to get on step stools for everything. And so things that are really deep and high, yeah, I can't do it either. And I just, yeah. I guess I just know that satisfaction and I'm experiencing it, experiencing it vicariously right now.
0: For any Disney fans out there, just imagine after I did this, you know how like, the Disney characters will like break into song and start prancing around that. That was me. I was Amy Adams in enchanted like in my kitchen.
1: (laughs) Don't get me started. Okay. Um, moving on from Christine and her princess fantasies. Um, so my next ridiculously satisfying edit was I sorted my clothing drawers as opposed to neatening them. Let me explain. Um, first, this was an, like first a mental process. I have finally let go of the fact that my clothing drawers will never be neat and organized. I am a person who stuffs clothes in my drawers. I don't really fold my clothes. They start out folded, but then they don't end up folded. And this has been like a source of aggravation and a little bit of shame for me pretty much my whole life. And I've decided to just let that go And really think about what the problem is. The problem is not that my clothes are stuffed in there. I really don't care that they're stuffed in there. It's that I can't find what I want Mm -hmm. when I want it. And so I took all my clothes out and just put them like I have a few really small drawers that aren't actually good for much because they don't fit much. But that allows me to put more specialized categories in there. So I put all my workout clothes in a single drawer. They're not organized. They are shoved in there. But at least I know they're all workout clothes. And I just go to that drawer and I open it up and I scrabble through there for two seconds and I find what I need. So this is sort of a two part thing. One was actually thinking about what the problem was as opposed to how I should be doing it and then solving for the problem as opposed to, you know, how I thought, you know, I was supposed to be doing it and then letting letting go of the rest.
0: I love that so much. I I actually don't have drawers at all, mm. <laughs> but really? um, yeah, because it just doesn't work Ugh, our bedroom. The person who designed this house was a freak. But anyway, mm. um, I i have a large-ish closet with a lot of shelves, so mm-hmm. I just put stuff on the shelves, or I have a couple of those cloth pop-up bins yeah, where I use those and just toss stuff in there. I am like you. I'm not a big folder, and things are not super neat in there. Right. So anyway, that's what a door it, is for, or a, yeah, or the drawer front. Anyway, well,
1: I just yeah, it's you know, some people get a lot of like if you were to open my husband's drawers, you would see this remarkable. Uh, oh boy, mm-hmm. um, and he gets a lot of pleasure out of that, yeah. so that's actually important for him. But I don't, so I finally just said it's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. I think I promised that this is my last kitchen related edit, but it really is a good one because I think people know I like making cake and I am um, really <laughs> OK, but here this is a recycling tip, because when I was cleaning out said corner cabinets that were not organized in a sensible way, I discovered an old Plastic cake turntable, like the thing you spin while you ice. So you try to get a really flat side. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Okay. I do.
1: Um only because I've seen you use it on
0: <laughs> Instagram. Right. Okay. Well, so this um I actually bought myself a fancier one uh a couple Christmases ago, but the old one I had, the reason it was jammed into this cabinet is because it was really rickety and it just it didn't work very well. So I was about to toss it and then I realized for yet another corner cabinet that holds baking supplies, like uh, actual ingredients—flours, sugars, etc.—I could put this turntable in the deep corner to serve as a lazy susan for mm. all those sort of lesser, lesser used items. You know, like molasses and mm-hmm. something yeast and whatever. Mm-hmm. I put it in there, and wow! Until recently, if I had to. Dig around for ingredients in that cabinet. I would have to get on Violet's little toddler step stool and <laughs> hunt around in there. And now I just spin the turntable to find what I need. It is incredible. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Hey, and saved it- from a landfill.
1: Yeah. Well, here's an extra tip you can put one of those little turntable things in your fridge too. Yeah. For like the mustard, the like weird. Things that just sit there and clutter up your fridge and now you can just spin the turntable. So anyway, but anyway, well done. Not to not to steal your thunder because that's genius that it's actually an old cake turntable.
0: Yeah, it's so satisfying.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Reusing is so good. Okay. My next one is for all you gardeners out there, or even if you're not a gardener, a person with a yard, a person with some sort of front and or backyard. I have stashed small weeding tools near my front and back doors. So uh, you know how it is when you're like, if you you have a house or if you're a person who has any sort of like garden area in your front, you're walking toward the front door, you're probably holding something. You look down, you see weeds. You're like, I got to get those weeds sometime. Mm -hmm. And then you just don't because you don't. You get busy or whatever else. And of course, three days later, the weeds are bigger, more established. It's harder to get them out. Weeding is one of those things that's really easy to do but you have to do it frequently. And so, I found that having literally I have hidden weeding tools like behind a little thing on my front entry like a little I have like a thing that holds some umbrellas and stuff like that. Now I could just run and grab it and pick out a couple of weeds and then run in. Literally it takes, you know, 1 minute, 2 minutes and I've done the same in my back and it has changed everything and it is so satisfying.
0: That is amazing. Can you send a link for your weeding tools that we can yes. include? Because I, I actually don't even know what weeding tools look like. I just, Oh, well, my favorite is actually a
1: Japanese gardening knife. I will, I will show you. It is this amazing tool that literally does everything. So I'll send, I'll wow. send a link to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really okay. cool. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That is awesome. Well, we have a couple mm-hmm. more home edits we're going to talk about, and we'll do that after a quick break.
4: I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
1: Hello, friends, we are back and we're talking about little tiny home edits that are giving us a a buzz right now. And so I'm going to now share my next tip, which is uh, that I have converted an underused corner in my room into a teeny tiny little retreat place for myself with floor pillows, like literally a place to sit. It's not anything more than that. I got a few floor pillows. I moved a couple things around in what is effectively my closet. (laughs) And uh, because I don't wear most of the clothes in there, I actually got Rid of a bunch and moved a bunch to an unused closet in another room. And I converted a little space into just a place for me to like curl up and sit and read or sit and journal. That's literally like isolated from the rest of the family. It's like a room of my own, although it's not a whole room, it's just a tiny corner. And it has been such a wonderful thing for me, not because it's so spacious and, um, you know, luxurious or anything. It's actually literally a corner with pillows, but it feels special because I made it for myself. Like I love it. just the act of doing it um, felt like something declarative and important for me. And I totally love that I actually did it. So uh-huh. I should, that's the picture that I should send you. I'll send you a little picture of my retreat. I think you seat. send it.
0: I think you might've texted me a picture once and it looks lovely. And it, you can't even tell it's like in a closet. That's the crazy thing. It looks- well.
1: I mean that's a little misleading because this closet, it, you know, it used to be a, a, like a dormer room. It actually used to be oh, a bedroom, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. so it is not a, a teeny tiny closet, but it's also not huge. Yeah, I love so, it. So yes, it. but you know, this idea can be used in just about any room. So I
0: would love a closet to hide hide in. I might have to mm-hmm. think about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's really it's really wonderful to have a little sp- spot to just go to.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. This last thing I want to talk about is something a problem that I suspect any parent who is listening to this will nod their head and be like, "Oh my gosh, me too." Okay, so the scene is you have a desk, a well intentioned tabletop of some sort. in our case, it was like a small IKEA table that has um what do you call it the sort of fold up sides that can make it a bigger table mm-hmm. originally purchased so it could be a homework station art table. It lives in our open concept first floor. So it's kind of right between the living room. i mean, sorry, right between the kitchen and dining area. And it immediately all of a sudden became a crap collector. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Teeming like piles of books and school homework and toys and whatever clutter. I mean, just completely cluttered. And toward on the last day of my break, I was like, this is it. I can't take this anymore. (laughs) And in 10 minutes, Violet, it was mostly, I think, Violet stuff, but we decluttered it in 10 minutes. It had been like that for a year, possibly longer, definitely as long as the pandemic. And now it is completely clear. And I'm insisting it stays that way for actual, like when I want, when I want to bust out my paint set and do something or for doing the crossword or whatever. And so that was very satisfying. Yes. But the notable thing is that, which I didn't realize until the next day was that since I'm spending most of my working time at my dining table, I didn't realize how low grade aggravating that clutter pile was like to be just in my line of sight Mm. until it was gone.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. So that's really interesting to me because, well, first of all, Um, congratulations for getting rid of that clutter because that's so like, you know how it is like surfaces, they just attract things.
0: Yeah. Most of it was just recycle, like recycle it or, I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah.
1: So I just want to say that I feel like there's a connection to my little retreat seat thing that I just talked about, which is that it's so important for us, you know, the ones who are often doing a lot of the managing in the house Mm -hmm. to notice Like our space matters to us. Like Mm -hmm. our, just the fact that that visual clutter is gone or, or whatever, and that it actually makes it easier for you to do your work, not for any other reason that just it, it just feels better. That is really, really important, Mm -hmm. you know? And so sometimes that means just decluttering a little space or maybe even adding a plant or I don't know, but, but, but doing those little tiny things for our own just sense of, um, feeling at home in these spaces is so important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. Right, right. Um, this has been so fun, Asha, to hear about yeah. all these little, little edits. So what is your next edit for this episode?
1: All right. Well, my next step edit is to just go back to my first tip and that is to identify one inexpensive item you frequently find yourself searching for in your house and, and put it on your shopping list and buy another one um, mm-hmm. or find another one, borrow another one, whatever it is um, do it, see if it, see if it helps you
0: out. I love that. Yeah. What about you? Mine is to walk through your day, just kind of as you're going about your business and identify one high use aggravating area that you can quickly declutter or reorganize for me, obviously, since I spend so much time in the kitchen, that's why those transformations were so impacting, but maybe it's your shoe area that is cluttered with shoes that no longer fit your kids. (laughs) You can trash or donate depending on the condition. Maybe it's a small area near the door that's heaped with mail, go through, pull out everything that can be recycled, toss it in the bin, or maybe it's your toiletries drawer that is filled with expired products. There are so many areas that aggravate people in a all of those examples, real life. I've decluttered those recently, so I thought it would be mm-hmm. helpful to share that there are other areas where that's happening. And, you know, the more high use it is, the more it's probably impacting your daily experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. All right, friends, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus
0: lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And this week, we'd like to know what is one area of your home that desperately needs decluttering. Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page, or you can chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. We'd also be grateful if you would drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod loving friend about us. Thanks for listening.